Hey, bestie, I'm so happy you're here. Welcome to Staying Inspired. I'm your hype woman and host, Amanda Yoa, and my jam is inspiring the glass ceiling breakers, the bold move makers, the best life living women in the making. This is the hottest place for empowerment, real conversation, inspiration, humor, and tools for you to up-level your life and make some bold moves in that main character energy. So now that you're here, grab some snacks, sit back, and let's get into it. Hey, girlfriends. Welcome back to another episode of Staying Inspired. I'm your host and hype woman, Amanda Yoa. Today with me, I have my special guest, Morgan Cohn. Morgan is a health and fitness coach from New Jersey. She empowers women to reclaim control over their mindset, nutrition, and fitness, diving into the underlying causes of their struggles and guiding them to conquer their challenges. Morgan, how are you, girlfriend? How you doing? So good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited for this. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I've, I've been wanting to dive in with you about all these topics today especially, you know, self-acceptance and improving from the inside out. I really want to get right to it. Was there a time in your life where you were not accepting of who you were and what triggered your transformation? Growing up in the society that we grow up in or grew up in, because I like to say that now we're kind of transitioning into a different um, type of society standards, which I am all about. But yeah, I'm 27. So back when I grew up, um, it was very difficult to be accepted by not only the people around you, but yourself, because you're always being, you know, told you have to look like this person or fit in or, you know, hang out with the popular girls. And if you weren't with the popular girls and like, you know, you're with the nerds, quote unquote, which I hate even saying, but it's the, the reality. Um, and I feel like growing up in that society and with all of these things being thrown at your way, it was very hard to accept who you just wanted to be um, and accept the way that you looked. And for me specifically, that was always a struggle. Um, I've always felt like I was the outcast of my friends, if that makes sense. I always felt like I wasn't the girl that the guys always looked at. And I just felt like it came a little bit natural, more natural and a little bit easier for all of my girlfriends to like be noticed by guys. Um, I feel like when I went away to college, that's really when I started to get external validation from guys when I was losing weight which sounds horrible. And I feel like that's kind of where my story started on um, kind of going about health and fitness in the wrong way because I wasn't accepting of who I was right as I was. Um, I felt like I needed to shrink myself, become my smallest self because those were the only times that I got validation from, you know, not even just guys, but just people in general. Like I always felt like if I was smaller, like I'd get more compliments and I'd be able to hang out with like the cool girls more often. And it was just this constant cycle. And it not only was it affecting my physical body, but like my mental body also. Um, and it, I never really understood that by what I was doing to my external body, I was killing myself from the inside out. And I really noticed that I was killing myself from the inside out when I like looked at myself in the mirror and I didn't recognize who I was. My chest was concaved in, like 
I just, my face was so frail and I scared myself. I literally looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, oh my God, like, who is this girl? And that's when I really know, like recognized it's not about changing yourself from the outside in, but from the inside out, because you can change yourself physically. You can change your hair color. You could change your nail color. You can, you know, do whatever you got to do on the outside. But if everything outside is quote unquote perfect, but everything inside is crumbling, what's the point, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I I have a, a similar story, you know, like growing up, I was just always trying to fit in and, and do, you know, what you think is going to please the masses. But I feel like, you know, in that process of doing that, we lose ourselves, right? And you get more unhappy with who you are and you just become this, this shell of a person, you know, until you realize that I got to make a change here. Because like you said, you look at that person in the mirror and you don't even recognize who they are anymore because you've, you've molded yourself to what everyone wanted you to be. And it's nothing to what you would want to be for yourself. So what daily rituals or practices have been crucial for you in fostering your self-acceptance and your growth in that? I would a thousand percent say slowing down. I was one of the people who would wake up, my alarm would go off. I would, you know, put my gym clothes on, run out the door, drink coffee on my way there and like run my body into the ground and then just kind of like restrict my body with eating and refueling. Um, So I think slowing down has been super beneficial for me and having a morning routine because it kind of grounds me. It kind of helps me set my day up for success, set my mind up for success. And rather than going and, you know, I feel like I would always wake up and move my body from a place of punishment. And now I'm doing it from a place of love and acceptance and doing it not just for the physical aspect, but the mental aspect also. I am somebody, I love moving my body, working out. It just makes me feel really good. But from where I am now to where I was in the past are completely different. Like in the past, I'd work out because I wanted to make myself smaller and wanted to be accepted by everybody else. Now I move my body because I accept who I am and I honor what movement I need when I need it rather than doing what I think I should be doing the high intensity, you know, heaviest amount of weights, all of these things. I've kind of just been able in slowing down, I've been able to listen intuitively to what I need. And that has been the the biggest game changer for me. Yeah. Do you, do you feel like, cause I feel like there's always like, uh, simultaneous, whether we start from the inside out or the outside in, right? I feel like there's always a simultaneous thing that needs to happen with that. You can't just do one and not the other. Like, for example, my life, I was always, I was always very heavy. At one point I got to almost 300 pounds. And for me, the gym, me and the gym did not have a good relationship. We were on very bad terms. We did not like one another. And, you know, I constantly went to the gym knowing that I needed to make changes with my body, but it was in the energy and the mindset of hating how I looked and hating myself and just constantly beating myself up and saying to myself, when you reach this weight, then you can feel good about yourself. Then you can fully love yourself. And that never worked for me. 
for me, it was simultaneously having to do the inner work of, okay, Amanda, like, why do we eat our feels? Why, you know, what is here that we need to like work through so that we can not have that trigger, not continue to gain weight. And it was really accepting who I was, most importantly, in that moment of time. You know, like, were you ever at a point where you looked at yourself and although you did not want to be at that point, you know, physically, do you feel like there came a point where you really had to just like have that radical acceptance of yourself? Because I feel that was like my truth. I had to look at myself in the mirror and say, okay, we're not leaving. We're not leading a healthy life. This is not who we want to be. But I love and accept this person in the now. Because like once I did that, I was really able to move forward and start losing weight and make changes for myself and make choices that enabled me to to move forward. So was that your truth as well? Yeah, I think once you're able to accept that even if you are working toward a goal of yours with body composition, if that's what you are looking for, you can still love and accept yourself as you are now. And rather than hating the process, you can enjoy the process. Like you were saying, you can, and again, it's so different for so many people because me personally, I can't stand in front of a mirror and be like, I love myself. I love my body. I am beautiful. Like to me, sometimes that just, it doesn't resonate with me because it's like, I'm saying these things and it's hard for me to think it. So I'm not just going to stand here and do those things, but moving through it and being like, okay, I know that I want to hit X goal, but right now, what can I appreciate that I am doing? Like I am making and taking the steps that I want to to get to where I want to go. And that's amazing. Or even the fact for me, I look at like external things. So um, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I can pick up my nephew and, you know, like I appreciate my strong arms for what they do or um, carrying the groceries in, in one sitting, like, or one, you know, in and out through the, from the car to the kitchen. Like, it's like, oh wow, I'm strong. Like I can do that rather than being like, Oh, like, look at the way my arms look. They look so, you know, gross in this dress or whatever the case is. Like, kind of just switching your mindset from, wow, look at what my body does for me rather than, oh, I'm not where I want to be yet. Does that make sense? Yeah. And also, real quick, as you were talking, um, it, it came to me about how you were saying, you know, Amanda, like, why am I, you know, binging on this food or what's triggering me right now? I think that is a very important thing to do and very important to kind of train your mind to get uncomfortable so that you can get comfortable because so often it's not about the food or whatever we are quote unquote um, having a bad relationship with. There's always something external. So maybe you had a very stressful day at work or your partner and you are fighting or there's something else that's going on and we correlate it with something that's going to make us feel um like leveled just for a moment though. So if you think about it, if you're sitting there and you're enjoying, you know, five, six, seven chocolate bars because you just feel like you're stressed and you are overwhelmed and it's making you feel good in the moment, but after you know you're not going to feel good. I always tell my clients, I'm like, let's take a second when we recognize, like when we are in that stressful, I feel like I'm about to binge eat. What is 
around us that we can kind of detach the food from our feelings. Um, so that's a very important thing and very honorable that you were able to, you know, kind of realize that. Yeah, you know, it, and it, it just comes down to and, and not saying this like it's a simple thing because looking at it now, it's simple because I, I went through it and I was able to to do it and continue to do it. Right. But, you know, at the time it was very difficult to really get intentional and to be mindful in the moment to get present. And, you know, like in that moment, you kind of just want that like satisfaction, that cure all so that you can feel okay. But, you know, it just becomes this unhealthy cycle of plugging things in where they don't belong and forming unhealthy relationships with food. And then further down the line, you know, hating your body and it just, you know, not having a good relationship with the gym. And I got to be honest too, like when I, so I lost over like a hundred and some pounds. And when I first and I've told this before, but I went the route of bariatric surgery because I was a, a, an avid yo-yo dieter. I absolutely killed my metabolism. So I was like the poster child for that surgery. And let me tell you, some people may say it's the easy way out, but it was a very difficult journey of just getting to that point where I could have the surgery. You have to change your mindset. You have to change your eating habits. You have to change your whole relationship with food or it's not going to work. And that honestly saved me. It was probably the best decision I've ever made in my life for my physical self. But it also gave me that kick in the butt that I needed to heal myself and heal my triggers that enabled me to eat my feels, you know, and gain a better relationship with food. But when I started going back to the gym, I got that like creepy crawly feeling that <laughs> I used to get when I went into the gym. So I had to like form a new relationship with the gym too. And it just came back to, okay, like we're not beating ourselves up here anymore. We're loving ourselves. And this is what we're doing for our body and our mental well-being out of a place of love, not a place of hating. We're doing this out of a place of accepting who we are and making better choices for the person that we want to be. So for me that, you know, and that just became a lot easier to navigate in terms of, you know, tackling my my physical health and keeping that in rhythm, you know, as I continue to to age. <laughs> I love that. And I think it's so important to just remind people that you have to play around with what is going to work for you because what worked for you maybe 10 years ago might not work for you now. What works for somebody that you see on Instagram is not going to work for you. And just being able, like me and my clients play trial and error all the time because it's not a matter of me as their coach just being like, I want you to do this, 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 and this, and good luck. Let me know how it goes. Like, we work on these things and my clients will come back to me and be like, you know what? I liked it for like one or two days, but I'm not really feeling it anymore. Um, so is there any other recommendations? And it's not a matter of forcing them to do something, but be able to help guide them, find a, a lifestyle that's going to work for them and be sustainable for life. So, you know, like you said, just being able to switch your mindset and form a, a different type of relationship with movement is is huge. And I love that. Thank you. Yeah, it's so true. And, you know, I really love this topic. I want to pivot a little bit, you know, in terms of the gym and working out and keeping our physical self right and tight. 
does music affect your workout experience? I know for me, I like to have a good workout playlist. I, I always end up making a playlist for the gym and then it becomes my like in the car playlist. <laughs> if I'm in a certain mood where I just want to get going, you know, it just pumps me up. So new research, I, I found this article from Indiana University compared the effect of self-selected songs that each listener could independently control and tailor to hit the spot during a workout versus facility selected. Like when you walk in the gym and you hear that, you know, music playing, um, you know, gym users, they can't change that during an exercise session. So I wanted to hear what you prefer and what you, yeah, what you think would be the the winner of this uh this research study. Yeah, it's funny that you asked me because last week my headphones were dead when I got to the gym and I was like, oh, hell no. This is about it's to the be worst possible scenario. So not fun. <laughs> like, I just go home and then I was like, you know what? I'm already here. Whatever. And while it wasn't the best experience, it wasn't awful. I still did my workout, but then I was there really early and then halfway through my workout, the gym started playing songs and I was like, oh boy, <laughs> oh boy. Um, so I do think that you having your own self-selected music is um, definitely going to enhance your workout experience because first of all, just having the headphones in by itself is like you're zoning out, tuning out the world, and you're able to tune into yourself. And me personally, I feel like I'm able to like lift heavier or walk on the treadmill longer just because it's like, okay, this is what I enjoy. This is what makes me feel good. And it's not like anybody can hear what you're listening to. So you don't have to be like embarrassed or anything like that. Like, I think even on the days where I'm just feeling a little more melancholy, I'll put on like maybe some melancholy playlists and I still have a good workout, even though it's like not the most pump up music. Um, but just being able to be in control of that and being able to, because also, I mean, let's be honest, people come up to you in the gym when you don't have your headphones on. So just being able to put the headphones in, so not saying that. It's like that you know, do not disturb. Yeah. You know, <laughs> time is, is always an iffy time to go up to people because, you know, it's their time. Um, I do think that having music that is self-selected where you can, even like you said, sometimes in the car, like you just want to have a jam out sesh and it's your own music that you pick a hundred percent. And I, yeah, I love it. Yeah. So I agree. And, and you know, when you were saying about the, the headphones dying, I've had that happen a couple times and I just, I'm like, oh my gosh, this whole day is ruined. <laughs> this whole gym sesh is just ruined now. But I will say the last time I was at the gym, they were jam the jams were jamming. I was like, okay, I can get down with this. This is tolerable. But there are times like if I'm on the treadmill and I'm like going for a walk, I kind of want to like slow it down, you know, and, and listen to something a little more, you know, not as like high intensity, you know. So I have like different playlists for different things. But the end result of the research agreed with the both of us, self-selected music boosts motivation more than facility-selected music. And here's how. Uh, through motivation, so hearing self-selected music during a workout increases motivation more than facility-selected. Through emotion, so self-chosen songs with robust motivational qualities positively affect gym-goers' emotional state. I cannot tell you how many times, and this has happened several times to me, where I've had like 
an emotional break at the gym. And I'm like, these people are probably looking at me like I am crazy. And it's usually when I'm on the treadmill and I'm walking and a song will come on and then my mind just goes and I go into a memory and then I'm crying in the middle of the gym. <laughs> I'm like, how did we get here? So I totally resonate with that one. And then, you know, satisfaction was the third one. The degree of musical enjoyment a u- gym user experiences during self-paced exercise directly correlates with overall satisfaction ratings for that workout section. So, or session. So, yeah. And I also like, even if, like you said, walking, um, I'll even like put on a podcast or, you know, something. I know a lot of people do like the audio books. Um, so it's, you know, it's really whatever feels good to you. But I say the self-selected music definitely enhances. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, like sometimes you just need your, your headphones. So people leave you alone. I usually have that, like, don't approach me face, which most people call it RBF. I won't spell that out, but if you know, you know. And, um, so that's usually enough, you know, in itself. But, you know, there are people that I, I'm the type of person, like, I don't want to be, but if you see like beads of sweat coming down my face, just know I don't want to be bothered. <laughs> It's bad enough. I'm sweating. <laughs> I just don't. It happens to me too. And then like people still will come up to me. Like people come up to me when I'm like mid squat. I'm like, hello. I literally have like dumbbells on my shoulder. Like, uh, what? yeah. Or you're like huffing and puffing and they're trying to have a conversation and you're like, I can barely breathe right now to even like do this, let alone talk to you. So <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> but there are people that like to go to the gym and like, chop it up and have conversations. So good for them. There's been a lot of things in the gym I don't understand. We'll we'll get into that another day. But the pizza day at the gym, I don't know if you have a gym that has a pizza day. No, my gym is not have a pizza day. It's a very small gym. I'll leave them un, unnamed, but I was a member of the gym of a gym in the past. And every Monday I believe was pizza day. And I thought, that's odd of all foods. Like pizza but it keeps people keep keeps people coming that's for sure yep. <laughs> they walk in grab a slice and then leave <laughs> i guess they're always gonna need to go to the gym if you're giving out pizza so i don't know very good marketing it's good marketing right it's genius i don't know but all right i want to um i want to quickly get into this and then we'll wrap it up the weight loss craze that's going on right now so we have Ozempic, Wagovi, Saxenda. Is it worth it? Is it authentic? Is it a quick fix? Is it a kickstart into creating your best physical self? What are your thoughts? I do not think it is worth it. If you do have an underlying medical condition, yes. If you do not, no. Um, I think that it is those medications are for the people who need the medications, who have, you know, genetic things going on that they can't physically do it themselves. Um, I don't think somebody who is just wanting to lose weight for a wedding or um, a gathering or something like that, like that is just not the route or I don't align with that. Um, I don't think it's authentic. I don't think that Yes, it's a quick fix, but is it worth it? Are you able to sustain that? Like, 
I, I don't believe so. I think just like in the past when I would do juice cleanses or, you know, the latest diet trends, like I was never able to sustain it. And it, it led me into the disordered eating mindset that I got into because it was such a struggle to keep up with something where I lost 10 pounds in five days and then gained 20 pounds in, you know, five days after I was done, whatever the diet I was doing. Um, so I, I personally, it's, it's, it's going to be a no for me, but I know that everybody has their own opinion and their own things that they feel comfortable doing. Um, but for me personally, I, I do not. No, I respect your opinion. I, I, so I, I disagree. And, you know, every, for me, I think it's a very individualized decision. You know, I, while I don't think that it's a quick fix, for anything. Um, I think it's something that I, I'm happy that they're offering something like this as an alternative to possibly going forward with weight loss surgery because it's, you know, non-invasive. There are people like myself in the past who have done every diet under the sun and have basically killed their metabolism. I think you know, thinking about all things like all encompassing, you know, your metabolic state, your, your hormones, especially for women, you know, you get to that age and losing weight becomes a lot harder than it was, you know, when you were younger. And I got to be honest, like I'm approaching that age. If not, I'm sitting in that age currently. So, you know, um, losing weight was never easy for, was never an easy thing for me. But, you know, knowing that there, there, that is an option now for women who are, who have struggled with weight loss, who are extremely overweight. For me, you know, that's a positive. And, you know, one of the things that it does too, I have a couple of friends that are on it. One of the things that it does is it, it curves your appetite. So for me, you know, it, it, it allows them, I can see that they're eating like smaller increments of food and they're teaching their body what they should be eating. You know, as Americans, our concept of food sucks. Like the amount of food that we get, like I, I said this as an example to my husband. I was like, you know, when we go to like Mexico or you go away and you get, um, we used to think like, the food that you would get that was included, you know, because it's all inclusive, you would go out to dinner and you go to a sit down dinner and they give you this very small portion. And you're like, oh my gosh, like that's so cheap. They don't give you enough food. No, like that's what you should be eating. That's the amount that you should be eating. But as Americans, like we're just used to like a whole big, huge plate full of food. And it's, you know, as a society, we create it who we are, you know, physically. And there's a lot of, uh, you know, obesity is is prevalent in the United States. So, you know, especially for people who have underlying health issues, I think it is something that is beneficial. But like you said, if you're wanting to go like, I got to lose 10 pounds, you know, I got I to gotta a wedding in a month or something like that, you know, there's better ways that you can do that. And it, you know, save it for the people who really... <laughs> really need it that's that's my opinion yeah oh yeah that's what i was saying and i think we are on the same page because i totally agree that it should be given to people with underlying like medical conditions or 
diabetics, people who can't like lose weight and who have tried and it's just, you know, genetic, there's just something off, um, looking for them a thousand percent. Like I said before, I, I think it should be for the people who have the underlying medical conditions. I do not think it's for the people who just want the quick fix. Oh yeah. Yeah. And here's the thing. If you're looking for a quick fix, you're not going to stick with it. If that weight's going to come right back, it, it, it's a whole mindset that goes along. And that's, you know, tying this up in a bow, it goes back to our original topic. You know, it starts from the inside out. You have to have that mindset shift to go along with the physical shift that you're about to experience. And until you're able to really put in the work and form the better relationships with food, form the better relationships with yourself, nothing that you do is going to be long-term. You're going to continue to go back to gaining weight, losing weight, gaining weight, losing weight. And it'll be an ongoing cycle until you're able to heal yourself from the inside out. Right. And especially since we've been conditioned with so many negative body thoughts, for we have to be able to uncondition those thoughts. And it just starts with the mindset shift and starts, you know, when you work on that, everything externally starts to fall into place when everything internally starts to make sense a little bit more. Yeah, that's so true. And, you know, it's, it's kind of like a snowball effect too. Like I remember starting out and once you start seeing those results, it gives you that, you know, like this is working, this is happening, like it's real, you know? So it gives you that encouragement to keep going and keep doing and keep working and keep looking at things within yourself and just keeping that intentionality going until you've reached your goal, you know? So it's, it's, it's a lovely journey. It's a hard journey. It's a journey that I've taken down many a routes, but only have, (laughs) have, uh, have reached the finish line. And here's the thing. I'm still improving my physical self every single day. I think it's something we always have to work towards, especially for the Americans listening right now, <laughs> living in America. It's always something that we're going to have to be extra mindful of. But just knowing that, you know, be intentional with who you are, what your goals are, and and loving yourself in the now. And that's what creates that that beautiful physical self. Thank you so much for being here today. It's been such a amazing conversation. Let everyone know where they can find you and anything you might have going on. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, this was amazing. I was looking forward to it all day. Um, I hang out over on Instagram, so you can find me. My handle is at Morgan Taylor Cone. Um, Cone like an ice cream, so C-O-N as a Nancy E. And then I actually will be launching um, an eight-week workout program on August 28th. Um, and it's actually really cool. It's all laid out for you. Um, it can be done at home, at the gym. All you need is dumbbells. And you will have access to a private Instagram account where I upload all of the workout movements so that if you have any questions on how you should be doing the workout move, you just go to the page, you look for the workout move, you click on it. You watch how I do it. There's a little description in the caption. And then, um, yeah, you are good to go. But that is going to be launching on August 28th. Oh, I'm getting in on that. I'm getting <laughs> in on that. Sign me up. I'm in. Yeah. I'm, yeah, in. No. I'm trying to get this body right and tight. So I am oh, in. Oh, All right. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Megan or Morgan. I'm sorry, Morgan. And until next time, stay inspired. 
Thank you so much for listening, Bestie. If you love what you heard, spread the word. Screenshot this episode and post it on your social media. Don't forget to tag your girl. If you would like to show some further love, give this podcast a review over on iTunes. And be sure to follow our Staying Inspired Podcast Community Facebook page. I'm super grateful for each and every one of you. Together, we create that next level self. Till next time, stay inspired.